And good morning, Canada and the rest of the world as well. So today is what, Thursday? Yep, peace to the planet. It is Thursday! What the hell is Envy? I have to keep reminding everybody and myself what day it is. Envy is having problems connecting because all of us are broadcasting from at home. So some some technical difficulties. I couldn't sleep last night. Why? I think um, I took my vitamins yesterday kind of too late. And whenever I do that, it makes me stay up. And I was thinking maybe I'll just be really tired. I'll fall asleep. But last night, it just wasn't happening for me for whatever reason. Some of those nights, I mean, some of the nights be restless, especially being that um, we have the... The, the, the blessing and the privilege and the comfort of going right downstairs probably to in, in our houses and getting on the show that can make you that can make you play with time a little bit when you got to get up and drive into work in the morning you you're a little bit more disciplined about when you go to sleep that I can I say. tried I was just laying there I tried I was in bed at a good time I was like all right I'm gonna go to bed you know gotta get up at five o'clock <laughs> 5.30 and go downstairs and I just for some reason couldn't sleep but um, I did a, a lot of stuff yesterday shout out to Claudia Jordan shout out to Kyle from GCI in Chicago I was doing Fox Soul with Claudia and with uh, Donnie and Mike Hill and then I did a Instagram live chat with Kyle in Chicago and so I think like coming up, everybody's doing interviews on Instagram Live. They're using Zoom. Everybody's doing those things. We did our Zoom yesterday, our test. Yeah, I did a I did a virtual summit yesterday with um Essence. Essence had a virtual summit yesterday, just basically you know checking on people's mental health, their mental wealth during this this quarantine time. So I, from like two o'clock to two thirty, uh, I had a conversation about how to sustain and maintain during this this quarantine. So. That was interesting as well. I just hope that the, I hope this doesn't become the norm, though. Like I like all the virtual stuff, but I still like you know being with people in the flesh, actually connecting with them and looking them in the eye and having a, a real conversation. So I hope this well, doesn't. People become are just adapt. Yeah, people are just adapting, though. You know, you have to. You can't just be like, "Well, can't do anything." You just have to adapt oh, to what's going on at the time. Another thing, Absolutely. I went to the supermarket yesterday because I've been making smoothies like nonstop at home. So I keep running out of things. So I was like, all right, let me go to the supermarket and stock up for the week. So as I was going in, so were a lot of firefighters at the same time, like six of them. So shout out to our firefighters who are still out here working. I guess they were buying a bunch of food for the fire station so they can cook while they're there. And yeah, it was, you know, I, I've i been making myself like these little dessert smoothies now. Instead of using regular almond milk or coconut milk, I've been using chocolate. And then that's like a little special treat for myself. I use the chocolate, coconut milk, and then I put strawberries and bananas in it. 
okay. It's like a little healthy treat. Just a little healthy treat. That sounds tasty. Did you watch the battle last night between uh, Manny Fresh and Scott Storch? Yeah, man, that was amazing. That was one I didn't anticipate. I wasn't anticipating it, but when you look at it on paper, those were two heavyweights um, with 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 a lot of... Well, Scott Storch has a lot of hit records. Manny Fresh has hit records, but then he also has those records that the hood love. For somebody like me uh, who grew up in Monk's Corner, South Carolina, and have, you know, bought a, a woman a pair of soldieries a couple times in my life to Reebok Classics with the gum soles, th- th- those records hit a little bit different for me. But I saw people I were like, say, why didn't Manny Fresh do all the hits, too? Because he didn't even do all his hits. He left about six big monster records on the table. He did. He left about six big monsters. I mean, he didn't play number one stunner. Um, he didn't play juvenile set it off. He didn't play juvenile I got that fire. He didn't play big timers, big balling. He didn't play uh, cash money as an army. He didn't play what happened to that boy. Since people are getting so much credit for co-production. Because Scott Storch played about six records, five of which Dr. Dre has been getting credit for his whole life. One Timberland got credit for, Cry Me a River, and he played that in his battle against Swiss Beast twice. But I don't know. We'll talk about that later. What we got and coming up in front of versus news? Little John is happening Saturday. I don't know how I feel about that one yet. I love Little John, though. I mean, I love T Pain as well. Little John, I listen to literally every day because that's my workout music. I love crunk music. That's my playlist. But I don't know. I don't know how I how I feel about that one because I don't know what the battle is. Because Little T Pain is not a producer, right? Mm. I don't know. I, I don't guess know. we'll T- see. <laughs> T Pain is a T Pain is a songwriter. Little John is a a producer. So I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I got to see what the battle consists of. I don't, if, if it's just hits, I got to go with Little John on that one. I want to hear some dance hall sound clashes. This would be a good time for some, and there might be some going on. If there are, y'all, please let me know if there's some dance hall sound clashes because dance hall they do these competitions all the time with different crew mm. members. That's what we need right now. But yes, let's get it started. Yes, what you got in front page news, G? You already know we're going to be talking about what's happening. We'll talk about stay-at-home orders. This is going to be a national thing. And then they're also saying there's different types of tests when it comes to coronavirus. And we'll tell you about a new one they're saying could be available within this month. Okay. And we got my man, uh, because we all need uh, spiritual advisors at this time, spiritual leaders at this time. We got Pastor John Gray uh, checking in this morning. That's my guy. Yes, as well as uh, Senator Kevin Parker will be checking in also. And that's to let us know about the U.S. Census. We had some questions yesterday, and we need some answers because it was National Census Day yesterday. And you have until August 14th to fill out your census. Some people are nervous. Some people don't want to do it. So we'll explain that. You know the Breakfast Club is the perfect balance of ratchetness and righteousness. This morning, we got righteousness for you and information, okay? Greatest morning show in the world. It's the Breakfast Club. There's nothing you can tell me. Yeah, we never had a job. South Street wealthy. Hey, yep, it's the world's most dangerous morning show, The Breakfast Club. Charlemagne the God, Angela Yee, DJ Envy. Uh, Ange- uh, Envy is caught in traffic. He's running a little late. He's caught in traffic. No, he between, can't um, connect. His kitchen, his kitchen in his office. So I guess he'll be here shortly. Shout out to Nori. Yeah, He's right. already checked in. He said to let you know that T Pain produces as well. Yeah, but T-Pain don't produce like Little John, though, man. We talking Good morning, about... A, guys. A, 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 oh, you're here. You oh. decided to join us. Good morning, yes, sir. DJ Envy. And, and Little John has hits as hits and hits. People hits forget how hits. many hits he has. It's, it's disrespectful. Gracious. It's disrespectful the way y'all even just uh, talk about certain artists from the South. Which I, the East Coast bias is just so disgusting sometimes. Little John had crunk music, the snap music era. Like, come on, bro. You said Stop. the East Coast bias. T-Pain's from the South, too. What are you talking about? They both from the South. 
Oh, no, I'm just talking about in reference to the even the Manny Fresh Scott Storch thing. That was disgusting. The, the East Coast bias in that uh, IG live was no, disgusting. No, Scott Storch really won that one. You guys, we got to do front page news. Oh, right. oh I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Let's get into front page news. <laughs> All right, Donald Trump. A lot of people are saying, is there going to be a nationwide stay-at-home order? Well, here's what he had to say in response to that. There are some states that are different. There are some states that don't have much of a problem. They don't have thousands of people that are positive with thousands of people that even think they might have it. So uh, you have to look You have to look at, at states. You have to give a little bit of flexibility. We're really here to help governors. They're the front line of attack. We I all mean, started listen, off not really having too many cases, though. And then... Yeah, I mean, I told y'all a couple of weeks ago, the problem with Donald Trump is people look at Donald Trump and they see somebody who um, moves like a dictator who moves like he's a king and not a president. He shows bias towards people. So nobody's going to listen when he says to stay, for everybody to stay home because it sounds like martial law. If it was Barack Obama or somebody people trusted a little bit more, they would stay home. They would. Yeah, but it's getting to. ridiculous now. People are dying at, at alarming numbers. Like, come on now. You ain't even got to listen to him. You should just see what's going on in the world. I'm with you. I'm with you 100%. Stay your ass home so we can flatten this curve and get back outside. And Donald Trump says the administration, however, may cut off air travel to coronavirus hotspots. So he's saying that one is a very tough one. You have some cases going to hot spots, to hot spots. He said, once you do that, you're really clamping down an industry that is desperately needed. So I don't know what the plan is for that, but he said they're thinking about it and a move would be like, that would be very tough. Now, U.S. health experts are also saying that there is a coronavirus antibody test that could be available within this month. And so what that would show is if you have antibodies in your blood and that would identify people who have already had the virus but have since recovered. You know, there's a lot of people that are like, I think I had it or I was a little sick at this time, but I don't know if I had it or not. So this could show you that you have antibodies that were formed because you did have it. Interesting. Mm. I mean, isn't and that what they used saying, to get, make? That's what they use to make vaccines, right? Antibodies. Um, you said, oh, that's what they yeah to help build those up so that you have some type of immunity to it, and so that would show mm. that you might likely have a, a built up immunity, and that your chances of being affected again do drop dramatically if you do have that um, those antibodies. But they are saying that there is additional evidence that the coronavirus spreads before the symptoms are even present. So before you even know you have it, some people are like, oh, I'm fine. You could still be spreading it without any symptoms. So just keep that in mind. All right. All right. And that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset and you need to vent, need to get some things off your mind, your chest, call us up right now. Phone lines are open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So, so you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is uh, Chandler from Columbus, Ohio. Chandler, what's up, brother? How's everything, bro? I'm doing good. How y'all doing this morning? Peace, King. I'm doing well, bro. Get it off I'm, your chest, I'm, man. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of. Uh, well, first off, shout out to DJ Young because his uh, lives be lit. But I'm kind of. Uh, about to not slander y'all, but how y'all going to tell us to stay inside for Corona? And Charlamagne, you be going to the grocery store and doing all that other stuff. Uh, Bro, I went to the I went to the grocery store. I, I went to the grocery store one time in two weeks, and they say that the grocery store is an essential uh, a visit, a run, or whatever you call it. Okay, I give you that, DJ Envy. I see yes, you on your Instagram. Y'all be outside doing backflips off the car and on the trampoline and stuff like that. You don't be so you know that's, either. You know that's my property, and, sir. There's nobody that comes on my property at all. 
Yeah, nobody said you can't go outside. FedEx. This ain't bird box. Outside the gate. Yeah, we outside our own property. This ain't bird box, bro. You can go outside. I'm just saying, Angela, you you definitely got corona. You be having get-togethers. You be going outside to the juice bar and doing all that stuff. So all three of y'all probably got it. So y'all can't tell us not to go outside and y'all be outside. Kids. We don't say don't go outside. We say if you go outside, stay in your backyard or your porch. That's you, a, you, put out a, you put out a lot of misinformation. I have not been outside. Absolutely. I went to the grocery store once and since. Like, when do we start doing this? How long have we been broadcasting from home? Like almost week. two weeks. For about a week. Almost two weeks. I went to the grocery store once in two weeks. That's an essential run. I'm telling y'all, if I if I find out y'all get all three y'all get coronavirus, I'm calling and I'm slandering. Hey man, stop like, putting that on us, man. Okay, yeah, man, don't put that negative juju on us, man. Yeah. We I hope you get hemorrhoids. There's been two people in my house. My ten, my I hope you get hemorrhoids, nigga. I wish hemorrhoids on your life. I wish hemorrhoids on your life, nigga. Hey,ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。ごめんなさい。
Damn, man. Mm-hmm. Prayers I saw up a for story you, yesterday brother. about a, a 90-year-old woman who said just, and she passed away, and she was like, just give my ventilator to somebody younger. I've had a great life already. I saw that. Damn. That's crazy. Well, thank you for calling, brother. We appreciate you, man. Hello, who's this? Hey, this is Marquita. Marquita, good morning. Get it off your chest. Um, first, I want to give a shout-out to my son. It's his fifth birthday today. Happy birthday. Yes, happy happy born day, young birthday. king. Oh, and I also wanted to um, shout-out to the people who are still working, still out here risking our lives. Um, I build surgery kits for a living. Um, other than the coronavirus, there's still other things that's going on in people's, you know, health. So we're still building, like, heart surgery kits and stuff like that. So. Damn. Salute to y'all, man. Absolutely. Yeah, Healthcare workers. And we in a hot spot. I'm, I'm trying to figure out how to do something for hazardous workers, like at least get them, you know, more PPE. I don't know what the situation is with the PPE. I don't know if it's enough in, if, if it's enough to go around because I know that they're manufacturing uh, some, some more respirators, but I just want to know how to get, like, healthcare workers gowns and masks and, like, yeah, there's know. definitely not a there's definitely not enough to go no, around. Definitely but not enough. They just now started stopped shipping overseas PPE just to make sure they have that here, and they just made an order to stop shipping stuff overseas. But they are definitely running out. I know in New York there's a, a absolute shortage. Well, yeah. I want to figure out a way to help healthcare workers get it. No, we have gowns here, and I was trying to figure out like they're not answering any of our questions. I'm trying to figure out if we're sending out some of the gowns we have that are going to like other kits to the people who actually. Now, like really risking your life, and I can't use anything. So, well, thank you for checking in. We we really appreciate you, Mama. We appreciate your service. Absolutely. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up at any time. Now, we got rumors on the way, Yee? Well, since you guys want to talk about helping to provide resources for our hospital professionals, we'll talk about somebody who is doing just that, and this person is going to assist in providing masks, gloves, and PPE kits to healthcare professionals. We'll tell you what he's doing. All right, we'll get into that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. Nah, 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 nah. Well, Harvey Weinstein, right now he is still in isolation, but they said he is doing well at prison after being diagnosed with coronavirus. They said now he is breathing on his own and he has no symptoms showing of the uh, potentially deadly coronavirus. He was testing positive for the virus just on Saturday. They believe he was infected at Rikers Island where he was briefly locked up. All right. How he get healed so fast? Uh, we don't know that he's healed. He just doesn't have the symptoms anymore. So, mm. you know. Um, now, Takashi 69 he's been denied early release. You know, he was trying to get out early because they said he was nervous, that he would get coronavirus. And right. right now, they are saying, no, you have to stay there. That early release was denied. The judge also said, had he known at the time of his sentencing, there would be a global pandemic, then the court would have directed the final four months to be served in home confinement. But uh, he's not going to get out early. That's right, because if they do that for him, then they got to do that for everybody else. Like, everybody should get that same treatment. Anybody that's getting out in, you know, uh, August or June, they should be uh, sent to home confinement, too. I thought that's what they were doing. I thought they were letting people Yeah, they out. actually that- have, released a, they have released a lot of people already. Yeah. So it wouldn't be just him. But the judge said his hands are tied right now. Just legally, he can't really do that. Now, Bill Cosby's trying to get out of jail. 
thanks to coronavirus. His lawyers are getting ready to file a motion to get him put on house arrest because of the pandemic. And they said one of the prison guards where Bill Cosby is, is has tested positive for coronavirus. And that's why they're asking for this. Bill Cosby is serving three to 10 years right now. So a spokesperson for Bill Cosby said, we believe it's only a matter of time before Mr. Cosby's prison likely falls victim to the virus. Such a confined space is the perfect place for a virus to spread rapidly. It is hazardous to the prison staff and vulnerable inmates. I wonder if the prison, the, the inmates can sue. Like, if the in, can the inmates sue if they know that, you know, one of the guards, one of the CEOs had it and, you know, the prison didn't take the proper precautions to make sure everybody else didn't get it. I wonder if they could sue the jail. I'm sure they're doing that now, though. I'm sure they're taking the precautions, wiping everything down, wearing masks. But, I mean, it's it's kind of like they're saying, like, the flu. You can get you can get it regardless, right? Yeah, so I listen, not sure this is all something new, so I guess we'll see what happens. Now, R. Kelly, in the meantime, is uh, under in trouble again, and that is for allegedly knowingly giving uh, two different women herpes. According to prosecutors, they claim on Monday that he initially met these women at one of his shows and then arranged for uh, one woman to travel to Long Island to watch one of his performances. Then after that, they ha- were in a hotel room and they had unprotected sex, and he Lord. did. Uh, give, he did allegedly give her herpes. Mm-mm-mm. According to reports, he did know that he had herpes and he was instructed to let any of his future partners know ahead of time. So you're supposed to tell somebody again before you give them, uh, potentially give them herpes. So now she is suing for that. And there's another young girl who said she was underage at the time. And she also was exposed to herpes, but they have not specified whether or not she contracted the disease, but the first woman in this case did contract the disease. The spread of herpes got to have slowed down in the past couple of weeks, though, because of social distancing, right? Because people are not just randomly hooking up. So the spread of like herpes, chlamydia, gonorrhea, those that that had to flatten, right? I'm sure. Mm-hmm. All right, and Jesse Smollett, he is back on social media. He has broken his silence, and he posted himself singing. It's the first time he's posted anything in over nine months. Listen to this. Like a long, lonely street, I keep reaching towards the dream, moving on. He lying. I don't believe anything that comes out of his mouth. He lying. I wish him the best because he's, he's a black man. He's just I know. Singing, bro. I, no, he no, he was lip syncing. Okay, he was lip syncing. That wasn't even him. Man. That was them two big diesel Nigerians singing. I know Stop Nigerian it, voices when I hear him. That Stop man was not singing just now. He was, lip syncing. No, he, he was lip syncing. He was lip syncing. I wish Jesse the best because he's the black, he's a black man and I want to see him win. But he's that guy in your family that's just very hard to trust right now. He was lip syncing. I don't believe that was him. Well, he said he's been under quarantine for 421 days, basically, already. And then he said, hope y'all are staying safe, spread love and kindness, not Rona. Okay. Yeah, but he, was, he wasn't quarantining because of coronavirus. He was quarantining because of the dumbass virus. Okay? Exactly. That's what he was. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, we got front page news, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Where we starting, Yee? 
Uh, oh, yeah, we are doing front page news. And let's start with the rent. The rent was due for a lot of people yesterday for the first time since the coronavirus outbreak has erupted the way that it has. So what is going to happen now? Well, what's happening? Because, as you know, 3.3 million Americans, a record number of Americans have filed for unemployment. Some people simply just don't have the money. If they're telling you to stay at home, a lot of people can't work, right? So right now, some states are barring evictions for a few weeks. Some of them are saying it's going to be for the duration of the state of emergency issued in certain states. Some states are barring all evictions. Some are saying only in cases where the tenant has been diagnosed with coronavirus or suffered from a job loss because of it. Uh, state Supreme Courts have stepped in. Some have postponed all non-emergency court hearings, which means that there can't be any landlord-tenant disputes. So that means you don't have to worry about getting kicked out right now. Other people have said that judges cannot issue eviction orders. So it depends on what state you're in. So make sure you check and see what state you're in to see what the actual law is there. Yeah, you're going to have a bunch of people pretending to have coronavirus, goddammit. I, I would put a sign on my door and say, look, uh, self-quarantine and stay away until June. Envy, you had a good point last week, though. You said that um, why people can't pay rent if the banks don't show leniency to the, the, the owners. What'd you say? I said, yeah, no, I said the banks have to show leniency to the owners as well. Because if you're uh, mm-hmm. if you own a bunch of properties and people can't pay you, how do you pay your mortgage? So it has to be lenient all the way around. And I'm telling people, like, if you have a problem, don't just not pay. Make a call. Call your landlord. Call the mortgage company. Call your car company. All of them. Even your credit card companies. They are helping people out right now. And they're not just going to say you ain't never got to pay it. But they are saying they're deferring a lot of the payments and helping people out. So definitely make those calls. But if if, if tenants can't pay, landlords can't pay. So it has to be lenient around the whole board. So so it has to be a circle of compassion, basically. Absolutely. It has to be a collective. It has it to be does. collective compassion amongst everybody. It does. And I do feel like if you are, however, still getting paid and still can't pay your rent, this doesn't mean okay. I just don't got to pay my rent because some people are doing that too. And saying, I'm just not going to pay because nobody's paying. But if you can do it, then you should. Because not paying your rent right now doesn't mean you don't have to pay it at all. A lot of times people are taking off all kinds of fees and interest and all of that so that you have some time to pay it. But that doesn't yeah. mean you never have to pay it for some people. Yeah, yeah. Now's not the time to take advantage of the system. If you're working and you can pay your rent, pay your rent. But this is for people who who can't, who actually have, who, who can physically cannot pay their rent on, to, on yes, hardships right now. Yep. And I've yep. heard some stories of some landlords asking for actual proof that you've lost your job or that you've been sneeze sick, on them. and, sneeze and on they want to know, like, okay, you, you don't have the money, like they're. They're asking for proof, but, you know, I don't know. This is going to, and it's, it's causing confusion because it is different state by state as far as what's happening. But now is not the time to evict anybody. Just call for you. So we all agree on that. Mm-hmm. All right. And uh, Donald Trump is talking about whether or not there is going to be a nationwide shutdown stay at home order. Here's what he had to say. There are some states that are different. There are some states that don't have much of a problem. They don't have thousands of people that are positive with thousands of people that even think they might have it. So uh, you have to look You have to look at, at states. You have to give a little bit of flexibility. We're really here to help governors. They're the front line of attack. You know, if Donald Trump was a different kind of president, you know, the kind of president that doesn't seem like a racist bigot, people would listen to him when he tells everybody to stay home. Like, they could do a government, uh, a nationwide shutdown, and people would listen. listen. But being that he comes off as a dictator... It seems like martial law and nobody wants to, you know, be under a regime like that. But if that was a different type of president, a Barack Obama type, people would listen when he says everybody stay home. They wouldn't feel like their civil liberties are being taken away. 
Now, in New York City, hospitals need millions more N95 masks and surgical masks by Sunday. They're saying right now we need 3.3 million N95 masks, 2.1 million surgical masks, 100,000 isolation gowns, and 400 ventilators by this coming Sunday. Now, this was Mayor Bill de Blasio speaking at a press conference that happened yesterday. He said the city also needs an additional 2,500 to 3,000 ventilators over the course of next week as well. He's been warning people that uh, since last week, that they're saying Sunday is a crucial day for New York. He expects the demands to continue to increase in the following weeks as well. So that's why a lot of these donations that have been happening are necessary. And anybody that knows anyone that can do their part or you can do your part, you know, this is the time to step up. And also never forget that the celebrity in chief, Donald Trump, back in February, sent 17.5 tons of PPE to China after being warned by the World Health Organization that uh, the coronavirus was a threat to right. America. So all the equipment and stuff that they don't have now, they could have had. But Mr. America first, Donald Trump, sent everything uh, to China back in February. But what, what's you the know website? What what, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You go ahead. No, I was going to say, what's the website that Khaled is donating to? Because uh, I, I want to I help with the PPE as well. I thought it was direct, uh, relief. direct relief. Direct Relief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Directrelief.org. Direct so you can go there and make a donation and, you know, they help to get PPE yeah, to the hospitals, right? Work. Yeah, they help yes. uh, get PPE, supplies, uh, medical supplies, not just face masks and all that other stuff, doses of medicine and all that stuff. Directrelief.org. And the nation's top coronavirus expert, Dr. Anthony Fauci, we've been hearing him speak pretty much every day. They're saying he has to force up, uh, he has, he's been forced to beef up security because he's been getting death threats. So not sure why he would be getting death threats at a time like this, but now he has to have personal security from law enforcement at all times, even at his own home. What? Who would give yeah. Dr. Fauci death threats? Why? You know, people are trying to say that he's disagreeing with Donald Trump. The two of them Being are bumping honest. heads. And yeah, he's just telling it like it is. And, and he's even the one that's like, let's stop trying to act like we have issues with each other. That's just not true. Da, 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 da. So I don't know. You know, there's some people out there that just, I guess, why for some a, reason. Why would a medical doctor, an infectious disease <laughs> expert, agree with a man who said that the coronavirus was a hoax? People why? Of course he's going to disagree man. with Donald Trump. That's why Donald Trump gets the hell out of the way and lets Dr. Fauci talk now. Because that's what he should have been doing from the beginning. If he'd have been doing that from the beginning, then he would uh, he would have never probably uttered the words, this is a hoax. Okay, right. we got it under control, because clearly they don't. All right, well, that is your front page news. All right, and let me just tell you, directrelief.org, uh, the mission statement, which is pretty dope, healthy people, better world. That means all people, regardless of politics, religion, or ability to pay. Improving their lives is Direct Relief's mission. So you can go on there and, again, donate or get involved or whatever you need to but do. But do they get PPE to the hospitals? That's what I want. I want to make sure that these healthcare workers get the proper equipment they need. I, I, I've already donated the organizations that yes. you know, help delivering. people get food and money yes. in people's pockets but no, they get says delivering supplies. protective gear to safeguard health workers and supplying medical items for critical patient care so yes they okay. get ppe to uh safeguard health workers so yes they do i'm here for that i'm gonna donate, I'm to, gonna that donate to that too yeah all right all right when we come back we're gonna be kicking it with pastor john gray we're gonna talk to him my when guy we come back so don't move it's the breakfast club good morning the breakfast club EJ, MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest on the line and on Zoom right now. We got our brother, Pastor John Gray. Welcome. 
What's going on, man? How you feel? First of all, I, you I, you feel better than me because I'm looking at you and you got a fresh baldy, so clearly you know how to use clippers <laughs> or you know how to use a straight razor. A fresh Gillette Mach 3. Actually, it's the Fusion Pro Glide. Damn! See, I don't. I, I I never got blessed with those skills as a child. My father didn't teach me how to properly shave my head or my face. So how's it going, man? How's every, everything going out, out out by where you're at, bro? You know what? I think everybody is still shell shocked. If I can be honest, mm-hmm. um, nobody anticipated anything like this in our lifetimes. So you know, there's really no template for this. You know, in times of national crisis, you know, we have a template for something horrific like a 9/11. I lived in New Jersey when that when that was happening. I was a youth pastor, uh, so I was there at the church when people were coming in with the debris from the tower still on them, and we we navigated that. But this you can't mm-hmm. you can't fight this enemy. Right. What do you tell your question, Pastor? What what, what what do you think God is currently trying to show us right now? Wow, this is a this is a, a, a deep moment for me because uh, I have a lot to say about that. Um, and let me say this: I don't believe God sent this. Uh, I do believe in the idea of good and evil. I believe in the God. I, I believe in God and the devil. I believe that uh, evil is real. Anything that takes your breath away in this form didn't come from God. I don't believe this was God. I believe this was a response to the brokenness and the arrogance and the pride of who we are across the globe. We've been unkind. We've been wicked to one another. We haven't done right by one another. We have not treated. Uh, each other with honor and dignity. We've dishonored the planet. I mean, I could go on and on, uh, but but from a spiritual standpoint, I believe this is a wake-up call for the church uh, because I think the church, and I'm not bashing the church because I'm a part of it, but the truth is uh, too much of church is commoditized and is rooted in business and not so much the, the poor people and the broken people and the lost people and the hurting people that need to know that there is love and that there is a, a, a real hope uh, beyond that current circumstance. And I think that this is a wake-up call for the church to get back to the business of meeting the needs of people. Now, Pastor John Gray, I saw a couple of pastors had gotten arrested because they were still hosting these large congregations, even in the midst of all this. So what are your thoughts on that? I see you've been doing drive throughs where people can... Uh, drive up and actually go to church and stay in their cars safely, which is a good way for you to adapt to this. But what are your thoughts on that? I think that it is unwise for you to put people in harm's way to prove a point. COVID-19 is a real thing. Now, the the book of Romans 13 says to to honor the laws of the land or to honor the authorities, the authorities that have been set over you. So to say that because I'm a person of faith, I'm not going to listen is not only non-biblical in that regard, it's also incredibly short-sighted in that, you know, if somebody gets sick on your watch and God doesn't heal them the way you say they should be healed or are going to be healed, Mm -hmm. then now that blood is on your hands. When you can Mm. simply get on a computer like this, I'm not going to take a chance. Before the, the, the state of South Carolina told us social distancing is a requirement, we shut the church down. And the truth is, let's just be honest, I think there is a part of it that is a financial consideration. It's not just faith, because a lot of churches rely on the donations of their members. And and in a nonprofit world where there are limited resources, sometimes, not every time, but sometimes, that's a motivating factor. I do not know the expense, but I do know that the Bible makes it clear that we need to honor the authorities. 
Now, what is the church doing to help people? You know, a lot of people, they give all year long, but now it's a tough time for people. They can't pay mortgage. They can't pay rent, can't pay cell phone, water, electric. How is the church helping those people that have been giving so much? For us, my wife and I started something called Drive-By Blessing. You know, you drive up to the church all the time, you come in, and it's almost like a, it's, it's, it, it literally is a commoditized system. And if I can be honest, I've been selling our church for close to a year. I sensed something was coming. You could look back at some of the sermons, and I was like, y'all need to start getting toilet tissue, canned goods, water. How did you know uh, so early? God told him. <laughs> hey, see, I'm just going to tell it like this. I've been feeling it for a long time, and I'll tell you why. Since this is the breakfast cup, I can, I can kind of tell the truth. I feel like an outsider uh, sometimes in the church system because I've been a part of it for so long. And I feel like God was waking me up to the reality that this doesn't look like the New Testament. You know, all of the things that we do, and a lot of the stuff that the church is known for, doesn't look like the original church. The original church was persecuted. The original church lived in constant fear of the fact that they could lose their life for their faith. And it grew from house to house, not building the building. Because Jesus ain't died for no building. He died for the souls of broken people. Right. So I, I felt like God was going to do away with this church system as usual. I didn't know how, but I said something was coming and people from big cities were going to have to start flocking to other places. And I felt like you need to take, be ready to take care of your family. And I felt like a fool, if I could be honest, because you sound like a goofy doomsday prophet, but then all of a sudden it hits. And so for me, what we do, what we're doing through our outreach is drive by blessings. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesdays, and Sundays, Every morning to the afternoon, we give away groceries. We sanitize them. There's a company called uh, House of Rayford. It's, they mm-hmm. sell chicken, or they don't sell, but they give chicken to our church to make sure that we're able to provide for people. And so we've got volunteers and our staff sanitizing the groceries, putting them in bags, and all you have to do is drive up. And then a local Little Caesars gives us pizza. So we give pizza, groceries, uh, detergent, you know, baby wipes, formula. Whatever you need, and of That's course dope. it's free. Everybody you one of the first pastors I saw do that, though, Pastor John. I, even when when the church was open, you would let people actually walk up to the stage and take money out of the offering plate. Yeah, I've always felt that way. I mean, I, I just became a you know like a, a senior pastor, so for me it was like if if I could do church the way I I see it, what would I do? I have a heart for single parents. Right. I have a heart for the elderly. I have a heart for the veterans. So our church is has always been about trying to meet the needs of the people in the community. We don't have, you know, a bunch of big-time donors. We just got regular folk who believe in this vision, and they give. And I feel like if, if you participate in that, then the church should be available to you to help you meet needs in times of crisis. All right, we got more with Pastor John Gray. He's on the phone lines. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still speaking with Pastor John Gray. He's on the phone lines right now. Yee. How have you been holding up mentally, too? I know last year was a challenging year for you, but how have things been for you mentally right now, and how are you holding up, and how have things made you stronger? Wow, Angela, thank you for for asking. It's been uh, one of the most challenging times of my life, but now I look at it and realize it was like God getting me ready for the battle. Uh, There are a lot of things mentally that I'm going to need to continue to address uh, that's why I, I am so grateful for Charlemagne's uh, advocacy for a- African-American men, particularly to address 
mental health issues. You know, I dealt with an incident of sexual abuse when I was four years old. I'm 46. I'm still dealing with the detritus of what happened in that moment. And I never navigated that outside of prayer and Jesus will fix it. But what I realized, there is a component of it that is spiritual, but the other part is practical. And so I needed counseling. Mm-hmm. And so embracing the need for a therapist was a big deal for me because I needed to figure out why I kept self-destructing and making decisions that could cause me to lose all the things that I actually love. And it was rooted in a, in a deep, deep sense of shame that didn't start with my awareness of it. So now, from a mental health standpoint, how am I doing mentally? It's a challenge. You know, we got a lot of employees. I'm concerned about making sure they have what they need. We got thousands of people who are counting on us for hope. So I can't be hopeless when they're counting on me for hope. So I'm trying to keep my mind from devolving into this place of despair. You look, you see a thousand people yesterday died from this thing. The day before it was only 521. Now they're saying it could be a quarter of a million people. And the truth Mm. is we're not going back to normal. Normal is over. And now what, what matters? The people that you love. And a lot of the things that I thought were important are not important. I want to ask you a question. I know you said there's no template for this, right? But biblically, what story in the Bible most relates to this moment? Well, there's two. And there's one in the Old Testament and one in the New Testament, and they're both pretty deep. Second Chronicles 7 and, and 14 is a scripture that a lot of preachers use. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sins, and heal their land. We, we love that scripture. But the, the, the part we always leave out is the 13th verse that says, When I shut up the heavens and there is no rain, or when I send a plague among my people, or when I, when I allow locusts to devour the land, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray. And so this year alone, we've had a plague of locusts that's happening right now in Africa. Right now. You can, and then the worst rush fire in the history of Australia, and it was because they didn't have the rains to help the, the firefighters. Right. So we had this, we've, we've had droughts, we've had locusts, and now we have a global plague. And then on the other side, Jesus said in Matthew 24, He said, in the last days, there will be nation against nation, kingdom against kingdom, pestilences in various places, earthquakes, wars and rumors of war. And he said, but see to it that you are not alarmed for the end is not yet. This is the beginning of sorrows, which means in the biblical narrative, Jesus said these things precede the beginning of the end. And so yesterday you had an earthquake in Idaho that was a 6.5. Last week you had another earthquake in middle America things that don't even have a 6.5 earthquake in Idaho. Mm. There was a tectonic plate in Idaho. And so if you don't believe in Jesus as savior, at least respect him for his prophetic insights. At a time like this, do you think we should pray to be heard or should we pray and just hope to hear God? Man, one day you're going to be a great pastor. I know you don't want to do it. I, I, this is Who, me? time. Yeah, yeah, you. Um, Y'all keep telling me that. I know, man. I'm telling you. Because we need something that's real and authentic. And that's probably a conversation for the offline. But your voices are refreshing because you speak to culture. And I think where some of us in, in the church world have lost credibility is that we don't speak to culture. We speak at culture. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes when you're talking about prayer, 
this is not a time only to talk about what you need. He already knows. This is a time for us to listen. There's another scripture that, that we don't use a lot these days, but it says, God is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silent, which means there's a moment where God wants you to be quiet and listen. And this is mm. a listening moment. This is not a talking moment. This is God shutting the earth down to redirect us to the things that matter. It's a time to sit still, be hum- humble yourself, and be like, what is my life going to look like when this moment is over? Mm. I need to reprioritize. What do I want to be known for? How do I want to be known as a husband, as a father? I need to address some things in my manhood. I need to grow up. I also need to think about legacy. Is my life in order so that if something were to happen to me, my kid's college is paid for, my daughter's college is paid for, my wife is covered, so she don't have to go marry somebody. She ain't going to marry nobody else. If I go, she's going to stay single and love Jesus. Right. <laughs> wow. Not just there in the background? <laughs> no, he would want her to be eternally happy in life. No, I don't. I don't want her to be happy. Though. I, I might have heard a curse out the background. <laughs> I agree with you, though. This So this is the time for us to just listen right now. Yes. This is, a, this is listening mode. We've said enough, and we've also done enough. I also will throw this out there. I believe that the earth is alive. There's a scripture in Romans 8 that says the earth has been groaning with birth pains until now for the sons of God to be revealed. And sons in that scripture doesn't mean men. It means people who who have an inheritance in God. And so it means people who understand what's going on need to step up to the plate, take their rightful position. And if you don't, then the earth is going to rebel. And I believe Mm. this is a sign that the earth is saying enough. And what happened? A virus put everybody in the house. Less carbon emissions in the atmosphere in the last three weeks than the last 20 years. This planet is healing itself while we Mm. deal with ourselves. Now, Pastor, Mm. uh, we we appreciate you checking in, but I think it's only right that you send us off with a prayer. Jesus, I I, want to thank you for Charlemagne, Envy, Angela. I thank you for the Breakfast Club as to reach culture to talk to people who many of us in faith communities don't ever get to reach because we don't have that credibility with them yet. And I ask that you will continue to give them this platform. And I ask that you would continue to humble us during this time. But now, Lord, I'm also asking that you would heal the people in New York and New Jersey and Connecticut and the hot spots like Detroit and Chicago and LA and other areas in Washington state and all over this nation, there's not one place where someone has not been impacted. But I'm asking God that you would bless our first responders, our emergency room physicians and nurse practitioners and respiratory care practitioners and therapists and all of the frontline people that are literally laying their lives on the line to help other people. I'm praying for this nation that we will come to our senses, that we will treat each other with dignity and respect and that we will honor and reverence this sacred moment of awakening, that we will not go back to normal or business as usual, but that we will self-reflect and see if there is something that we can do to add value while we're on this earth. Thank you for my friends, and thank you for all the people that are listening. Jesus, bless them all. Wipe their tears away and give us hope for the future. Stop this thing in its tracks. In Jesus' name, amen.
Amen. Amen. Woo! Needed that word this morning, Pastor Pastor John Gray. Thank you, sir, for joining us. We appreciate you, man. And uh, give your love, give our love to your wife as well. Absolutely. Greetings, Queen. Greetings. Thank you so much. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Hey, good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good, good morning. morning, man. Did y'all watch the battle last night between Manny Fresh and um, Scott Storch? Did y'all watch uh, Scott Storch, Dr. Dre, and Timberland all jump Manny Fresh last night? Did y'all they see that? jump him. He produced, he produced they definitely those jumped records. him. He Knocking produced off. those records. Still, I think Manny okay. Fresh messed up. Manny Fresh should have had a, He, he should have DJed that better. He played a, a couple of records that not too many people knew. He had a lot of hits that he could have played, and he played records he shouldn't have, I think. Well, what, what Manny shouldn't have done, Manny shouldn't have played uh, Ghetto Children. He shouldn't have played nope. Mahogany. He shouldn't have played nope. Way of Life. He shouldn't have played Exclusive nope. Lil Wayne. He shouldn't have played that Rich nope. N-Word record. He should have played Number One Stunner, uh, Set It boy. Off. He definitely should have played What Happened to That Boy. Since people getting credit for collaboration production, he should have, he should have played Set It Off, I Got That Fire, Big Ballin' by the Big Timers, and Cash Money is an Army. That's the records he should have played. And still Dre, The Watcher, let me blow your mind. Family affair. Break your neck. That's all Dr. Dre. Cry me a river. Cry me a river know? was Timberland. Well, if it's not, then somebody needs to, to, to let it be known then. Somebody needs to step I up. I think that was maybe that was Scott Storch's way of letting it. Maybe Scott Storch was letting it be known. I mean, I thought it was something. known that he played the keys on a lot of them them, them joints. I thought it if, was. If, if Quentin Miller was in a rap battle and he started right. rapping Drake verses, y'all would tell him get the hell off the stage. Right? So is it your record? Is it your verse just because you contribute some bars or you contribute some keys to it? That's all I'm saying. We know the records that Manny Fresh produced. He actually produced. And Scott Storch is a whole legend, not taking anything from him. I'm just saying that last night uh, it was like a wrestling match and Dr. Dre ran in the ring and hit Manny with foreign objects and then ran back out. Then Timbo ran in and hit Manny with a foreign object and ran back out. And nobody said anything. They, they Manny, jumped Manny Fresh last night. I would like to hear what Dr. Dre blows. has to say about it. Manny played skits and, going at him. There was a couple low blows for Manny. That was, too, dis- yeah, that was disrespectful. But 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 listen, Manny held his own, and and, and he left six huge records on the table. He Number did. one stunner was a big record. Set it off was a big record. Okay, what, what happened, happened to that, that boy? boy? Big record. I got mm-hmm. that fire. Big, I mean, I loved. I got that fire. Cash money is an army. Better yet, a navy. Come on, man. But drop one of the blues, I thought you and Manny Fresh. It is very, it is very entertaining. Those battles that Swiss Beats and Timbo are putting together are very entertaining. But Fat Joe is so disrespectful to say that Manny Fresh lost eighteen to two to Scott Storch. Yeah, like, he was stop. disrespectful. Yeah, no, he that can stop. Stop. He Joey did crack. Come Scott on, Scott Storch did win, but it wasn't eighteen to two. It wasn't no eighteen to two. No, Come it on, no, it Joe. Stop. That a new battle Saturday is going to be T Pain and who? What? Did you just say who? T-Pain and Little John. T-Pain and Little John. My bad. Little John. I forgot. I couldn't remember. My God. Now, now Nori texted me and said they want him to battle Joe Button. Nori and Joe Button? No. I don't know what he's talking about. What you mean? In records? Yes. Uh, probably not. <laughs> I don't know. No, 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 no. no. See, see, we got, we got to start now. Now we got to start no, having okay, some criteria. Man. I need to know what this is. If it's if we're talking about rap and lyrics, Joe Budden washes N O R E. Nori's my guy. Talking songs. We're talking, I thought we talking, we're talking songs. songs. If we're talking songs, Nori, Nori washes, washes Joe Budden. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So what are we and talking I think about Little John's going to win that battle. battle Saturday too. I think Little John's going to win that battle Saturday too. I listen way. to Little John every day. That's not even no exaggeration. That is that is my gym playlist. It's all crunk music. I listen to I listen to Little John every day. 
Well, there has been some surprises for people. So I think, if anything, it just showcases people's catalogs for those who don't know, you know? All right. Well, let's get to the rumors coming up. What what are we talking about in the rumors? Alicia Keys and her book. There's some more information on there. uh, Her book, More Myself. And she's talking about a time when she felt manipulated. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Alicia Keys. It's about time. What's going on? Rumor report. Rumor report. This is The Rumor Report. Talk to With Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, as you know by now, Alicia Keys has her new book, More Myself, that is coming out. So I know we're excited and everybody's looking for things to read right now. One thing that she is talking about in her book is a situation where she was actually, uh, quote, sexually manipulated by disgraced photographer Terry Richardson. When she was a teenager, she said she felt manipulated and objectified. According to Alicia Keys, she said that she was convinced to... Uh, be photographed alone with the photographer, with Terry Richardson. And then allegedly he told her, open up your shirt a little and pull the top of your jeans down a bit at the front. She said, my spirit is screaming that something is wrong, that this feels sleazy, but my protest lies in the back of my throat, can't make their way out. I swallow my misgivings, tuck my thumb between the denim and my skin and obey. She said she went home and cried after that photo shoot. She said, this isn't about me showing some skin, which I'll do on my own terms for my own purposes in the coming years. It's about feeling manipulated. It's about being objectified. And she said at the time, her manager was appalled when he saw the magazine cover a few months later. And you can see that magazine cover also online. And you, and you said the photographer is disgraced, right? I never heard of him. What, 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 is he, what, Terry what did he Richardson. do to be disgraced? Advising her to do different things. You know, he shot for Tom Ford, uh, St. Laurent. Uh, Mark mm-hmm. Jacobs, Aldo, it's been other stories. GQ, Vogue. Oh, okay, okay. Bizarre, a bunch of things. Yeah, but like a very well-known photographer. And, um, you know, this happened like years ago. They said that he had some ele- uh, sexual harassment allegations. Yes, allegedly he's been uh, multiple sex assault allegations from the New York City Police Department Special Victim Squad. Mm. Okay. So she said, I swear I'll never again let someone rob me of my power. It's a promise I still work to keep. And so when you feel that somebody's trying to tell you to do something that you know is like, this is not me. This is, feels, you know, but she was a teenager and she was a yeah, new artist. You live and you learn. Never let somebody compromise your morals, your values and your integrity. All right. The four Nets players who had coronavirus are now all symptom free, including Kevin Durant. So the players had tested positive on March 17th and they quarantined for 14 days. They're still practicing social distancing protocols, but they did announce that they no longer have those symptoms and they're good to go. Also, the owner of the Brooklyn Nets, by the way, is still uh, paying all of their hourly staff throughout the end of May just for everything that they would have been paid if they were still working the events that were supposed to happen. They're saying that's going to be at an estimated cost of $6 million, but they're going to swallow those costs. That's dope. Now, maybe I haven't been paying attention. I thought I was paying attention, but I would like to, I would have liked for Kevin Durant, the Brooklyn Nets players, even the Utah Jazz players, I would have liked for them to document their experiences with coronavirus more, especially being that all of them are symptom-free now. I would like to know what it is, what are some things that we should look out for? Well, Kevin Durant was the only one that came forward. We don't even know who the other three players are. It's, you know, they haven't revealed who they are. I'm curious to see what they took, what they did, like what what they, you know, what the immune system, you know, was it sleep? Was it, you know, taking vitamin vitamin D or zinc? Like, what did they do? Nobody's talking about that. 
I want to hear the recovery story. The recovery story is very important. We get the doom and gloom all the time, but we need some uh, we need some cases for optimism. And I think Kevin Durant wasn't really that sick. Like, you know, some people are getting really mild cases, so they're testing positive. And, you know, or under ordinary circumstances, maybe they wouldn't even have went to the doctor. But, True. you know, the NBA, oh, they all got tested, so everybody's like not like... Mm-hmm. Andy Cohen was pretty bad, right? And now all of a sudden I see him post a picture with his son and said, finally, I can see my son again. So what did he do? Because they said he was in a bad condition. Like, what did he take? What pills? Right. What vitamins? Like, tell us something. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm, yeah, we're going we're gonna to talk to some people to get that together. But Wayne Brady, in the meantime, is living. Well, not really. It's, this headline was misleading to me because it said Wayne Brady's living with his ex-wife and her boyfriend during coronavirus crisis. So he divorced back in 2008, and they have a 17-year-old daughter. But really what it is is they live right next to each other, and they share, like, uh, the yard space kind of. So here's Wayne Brady talking about it. My ex-wife Mandy and I, we have a different and I think a very special situation than a lot of people that co-parent. And our daughter's 17, so it's also different than if she were, you know, five. For the entire duration of her life, we have co-parented as best friends. And like right now, we live virtually next door to each other. So, so our quarantining is a little different. We quarantine between both of our homes. And I've got a big backyard and lots of land. So we, we both share, share this land and this space. So Mandy, her boyfriend, Jason, my daughter, Miley, we are a family. Dropping the clues bombs for rich <laughs> rules, goddammit. All right. <laughs> Don't try that and at home. Been divorced. They've been divorced for 12 years. So I'm sure that by now they've managed to figure out how they can navigate their relationship. Right. I'm sure they're cool. I'm just talking about, you know, don't try that, that at home. You got to act your wage in a situation like that, because clearly Wayne Brady's finances are funding that whole little situation. Yeah, he he clearly, he clearly. Got right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Charlemagne. Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? You know, uh, we need Devin Nunes. He's a representative from California. We need him to come to the front of the congregation. I just can't believe how so many of our elected officials are letting us down. Well, not letting me down because I don't believe in government in no way. Are letting the country down at a time like this, especially at a time like this when it's so easy to hit these shots and they're, they're, they're missing layups. But we'll talk about it for after the hour. All right, we'll get to that next. And don't forget, Ask Yee is coming up next hour. So if you need relationship advice, 800-585-1051. Caller now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I was born a donkey. It's the donkey of the day. Donkey, donkey, donkey. For the donkey of the day. That's pretty funny. Charlamagne the devil. The Breakfast Club. Donkey of the day for Thursday, April 2nd, goes to Representative Devin Nunes of California. Now, Devin Nunes is not an infectious disease expert or a doctor, but he seems to have a whole lot to say about the coronavirus. Uh, the problem is, is uh, being that Devin Nunes is not a doctor or an infectious disease expert, all his advice goes directly against the advice of the medical community. See, the medical community, the people who actually know what the hell they are talking about, uh, those folks are telling us things on how to best deal with the spread of that Rona. All right. One of the reasons it's been so hard to flatten the curve in America is because of our elected officials. When you have the celebrity in chief 
you know, telling people it's a hoax, it's one case, we got it under control. When the so-called leader of the free world says that, it can cause a ripple effect. And that dangerous way of thinking is just as contagious as the coronavirus, okay? Because if you are a person who's not actually paying attention to what's going on and you hear the president say it's not a big deal, well, that's how you're going to treat it. Same with mayonnaise-flavored mammals like Devin Noon. See, once again, if you're an elected official, people look to you for leadership, okay? People listen to you. We are in a time when people need hope. They need optimism, okay? They need to know what the hell is going on. This invisible enemy that we have to battle against every day, okay? We need to know more about that. And Devin Noon's has been a vending machine of loud and wrong information, and he's just giving stuff away for free. Listen to what he said two weeks ago. This is two weeks ago on Fox News. Listen. We need to stop panicking here. There's no shortage of toilet paper, no shortage, no shortage of food. And, and there's a lot of concerns with the economy here because people are scared to go out. Uh, but I will just say, one of the things you can do if you're healthy, uh, you and your family, it's a great time to just go out, go to a local restaurant. Yeah. Likely you can get in, get in easily. There's, you know, let's not hurt uh, the working people in this country that are relying on wages and tips to keep their small business going. You know, going. we're very so sympathetic. Don't run to the, don't run to the, Understood. Yeah, just don't run to the grocery store and buy buy you know four thousand dollars of food. Right, they're cleaning go, off the you know, shelves. Go to your local uh, local pub. Devin Nunes encouraged Americans to, to just go out to your local pubs. <laughs> he said one of the things you can do if you're healthy, you and your family, is just go have a great time going out. Okay, now some of us are going on three weeks of quarantining, three weeks of self-isolation. But two weeks ago, Representative Devin Nunes was encouraging people to go out and eat. This was on March 16th. Okay, once again, for three weeks, they've been telling us about social distancing. But two weeks ago, Devin was telling people to just just to go get brunch. It's a great time to just go out, go to a local restaurant. Like, like He said, likely you can get in easily. Of course you can get in easily. You know why? Because it's a global pandemic called coronavirus. And all of us seem to understand the severity of it, but our elected officials. Now, you would think, at least by now, uh, our elected officials in the Republican Party would get it, okay? We see the celebrity-in-chief, Donald J. Trump, in press conferences every day, and he seems to understand the severity of coronavirus now. Some would say too little, too late, especially being that he says if they lose 200,000 lives, they feel like they won. That's the best-case scenario, 200,000 lives lost. Do you, know, do you know how many people that is? What bothers me when they talk like that is how would they feel if those people dying were people in their families, their friends? Those human jaws of Hellman's probably have no souls. They probably wouldn't care. But it's still much easier to say people are going to die when it's not your people. Well, even with those grim projections of 200,000 people dying, Devin Nunes was on Fox News Tuesday night. On Tuesday night, ready and willing to send people on a dummy mission to die. Listen to what Devin Nunes said on Fox News just Tuesday night. The schools were just canceled out here in California, which is, you know, way overkill. I mean, you know, we, it's possible kids could have went back to school in two weeks to four weeks, but they just canceled the rest of the schools. Uh, so, look, I'm optimistic here. Uh, I think that the drugs that are on the market now, look how quick we were able to get this approved, this new malaria drug. Uh, the vaccines are going to take a while. But look, we have this bill that we just passed last week, $2.2 trillion worth. We have to focus on keeping people employed. If we don't start to get people back to work in this country over the next week to two weeks, uh, I don't believe we can wait uh, until you know the end of April. I, I just think I, I just don't know of any economy that's ever survived where you unplug no. the entire economy and expect things to go back and be normal. Devin Nunes, please, on behalf of the American people with common sense, shut the F up forever. 
Why do people like that have positions of power? Why do they have voices? He thinks canceling schools in California during a global pandemic is overkill? No. You know what's overkill? 200,000 people possibly dying by the coronavirus before the year is over. That's overkill. And you know why the death toll is, is so high? Because you and Donald Trump refuse to let the experts speak. I don't care if you are a believer in G.O.D. or a believer in the government. You can believe in the G.O.D., but you better listen to the CDC. And you better not listen to the GOP over the CDC because GOP doesn't know what the hell they're talking about. Neither do Democrats, by the way, but Democrats aren't acting like they know what they're talking about. Democrats are doing the smart thing and listening to the medical experts. Social distancing, encouraging people to stay home. And it baffles my mind that elected officials in the Republican Party can't do something as simple as telling people to stay home. You don't have to say anything else. This is a layup, an easy shot. You don't have to miss this one. When somebody asks you about coronavirus, all you have to do is tell people to stay home. That's it. Devin Nunes, follow your leader. Dope 45, El Presidente, the celebrity in chief. Even he is telling people to stay home. Now, how hard is it? For you to do that, fool. Theodore M. Hesburgh once said, the very essence of leadership is that you have to have vision. You can't blow an uncertain trumpet. The vision is clear on this one. Stay home. Social distancing is what it takes to flatten the curve until they are able to come up with treatment or vaccine. Blowing an uncertain trumpet means to act or perform, conduct oneself without the shortness that is conventionally called for. Every time Devin Nunes is on the news, he is not profoundly articulating a proper vision for the American people. In fact, his vision of what's going on will lead people to sickness, will lead people to death. So, Devin, instead of being on the news, blowing uncertain trumpets, go back to Donald Trump. Because if you do that, you can't spread misinformation with the president's penis mouth. And that is truly what's best for the American people. Please let Kathy Griffin give Devin Nunes or Devin Nunes, however you pronounce his name, the biggest hee-haw. Please give this giant jar of mail the biggest hee-haw. Now, Charlamagne, mm-hmm. you know you can't put the penis in anything on air. I don't know. If Excuse me? Anyway. We can do it Thank off you for that donkey of the day. Now, huh? Ask Ye is next. 800-585-1051. If you got questions for Ye, you need relationship advice or any type of advice, hit Ye right now. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. What, 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 what you want to know? Baby mama issues? Need some words of wisdom? Call up now for Ask Ye. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. Here's some real advice with Angela Yee. It's Ask Ye. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Ye. Hello, who's this? I can't hear you. You got to talk into the phone. No speaker. Can you hear me? I'm in a factory. That's why. Can you hear me? Okay. That sounds better. Yes. All right, E. What's up? What's up, Charlamagne? What's up, MB? How y'all hey, doing? Holding up during this quarantine. Uh, well, I'm the good. Reason why, the reason why I'm calling is um, my girl went on my laptop the other day because I'm an essential worker. I'm a welder, but she at home mm-hmm. working, and she went on my laptop the other day, and she found some porno that's a little different and pressed me about it last night. Well, what do you mean by a little different? different it's um i'm gonna just cut to the chase so you know you got your basic stuff but then she went into just some cam girl stuff of girls farting okay so you that's what the type of porn you watch girls fart like who are they farting on my goodness 
it's y'all yeah, really want to know? It's black girls. Yeah, I want to know. We want to know. Girls. It's black girls, black girls fighting fu- on white girls. <laughs> and that turns you on. Yeah, it caught me off guard a couple years ago. I saw it. I'm like, damn, this seems kind of different. I, I, I like it. I like it. Okay. So now what's she so, asking you? She's She said, why didn't you come to me sooner? I would have been did this for you. Wow. Okay, that sounds like a positive thing. I know. I'm just going to tell you. I really want to just get it off my chest. I really don't need no advice on this. I'm a, I'm a yeah, I'm like, what's the home. problem here? So now we your girl is farting on you in the bedroom. Not necessarily. We're going to look for a white girl. She said, hell yeah, I fart on a white girl. This is crazy. You might have to pay for that, though, you know. Why <laughs> would they stinky farts? Does that still turn you on, bro? Man, y'all should be social distancing. All this goddamn farting on each other gonna make y'all all get corona in your ass cracks. And what if she sharks? See, we ain't even get that far yet, but I'll yeah, call y'all like, and give y'all the update. I just want to tell y'all I love diarrhea. y'all and I appreciate the hit, the, 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 the love and support. All right. Yeah, you need to go quarantine. Okay. So if you let somebody if you just let somebody fart on your bad skin, you gotta go quarantine for twenty one days. Let me tell you something. You right call. now, people you are call. at home. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. Okay. Is well, that, that invitation? Got That's an invite? Okay, Charlemagne, what do you say next? Um, I say I'm going to tap out of this conversation right now, okay? Because <laughs> I feel like I need to go wash my hands and use hand sanitizer and social distance myself from this phone call. Wow. But listen, God, I promise you right now, a lot of people are looking at all different kinds of porn at home because people are stuck in the house. Pornhub is free for right now. And I was on so Pornhub last are- night. <laughs> Definitely experimenting, watching things that like X videos. Y'all need to go check out X videos and X. Is it free right now? You get all your day. Oh, it's free forever, and you'll get all your daily fart videos. Goodbye. I don't man. know. Go fart on somebody. All I, I don't know, know he why. Just made a whole bunch of people look up fart videos, and I have that feeling. No, I'm gonna tell you something that I've been very into on Pornhub, and it's all our producer Taylor's fault. OPP, which is old people's poom poom. Watching them old ladies get it in is so intriguing to me, and I do not know why. A grandma them be getting it in. I'm talking about these are old women, bro. Like 70 years old, 80 years old. It's not wrong with me. Envy, Envy, reconnect. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm just saying that Taylor showed me this one video, (laughs) and I went down this whole rabbit hole of grandma gangbangs, and it is so interesting to me, man. It is you very like interesting. Women. You really do. I, I really I do. think that you, I could see you with like a 90-year-old. No, well, yeah, my wife when she's 90. But, yes, I do love older women. Uh, salute to okay. Stephanie Mills. Salute to Patti LaBelle. Salute to Angela Bassett. Drop on the clues bombs for all three of those beautiful black queens. Okay. All right. Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. When we come back, we're going to talk to a senator. Now, we had a, a conversation yesterday about the census, and I had a bunch of questions. Yee had questions. Charlemagne questions. So now, what's his name, Yee? Uh, di- uh, senator Kevin Parker. Senator Kevin Parker will be checking in when we come back. It's an ASCII, but we're going to be talking to him and asking him a bunch of questions, too. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Yee. Now, yesterday, we were having a conversation about the census, and I wasn't too sure about it. I had a bunch of questions. So now we have a senator on the line that's going to answer all our questions. Senator Kevin Parker. Good morning. That's my senator. Good morning. How you doing, Angela? Hey, what's up, Mr. Senator Kevin Parker? So, yes, we were talking about the U.S. Census, and, 
you know, Envy was saying, you were saying you would be nervous to fill it out, right, Envy? If yeah, I was you were, saying if uh, I was an undocumented immigrant, I might be nervous because I'm not sure where that information is going and how it can affect me later on. That's very we common. talk about the importance of filling out the census and what it means. Yeah, everybody should understand that we do the census every, every 10 years. And it's required by law. It's 10 questions. It takes about 10 minutes, but the impact is for 10 years. And I understand the, the concerns. There's a lot of you know conversation early on about questions about whether people were citizens or not citizens. The mm-hmm. U.S. Census as an agency is a lockbox. Individual information can go in, but only aggregate information can come out. The, even the, the White House can't get information out of the census by penalty of law. And so, you know, ICE, IRS, you know, others, you know, U.S. Um, federal or state agencies can't get this information. The only thing they can get out of the U.S. Census is the aggregate information about, you know, you know, I may say, okay, Kevin Parker, I live on Avenue H in Brooklyn, but they can't get that information. They can just say in that census tract how many people live there, are they men, are they women, do they have families, how many cars do they have, that kind of information. But you can understand why a lot of, uh, you know, immigrants or uh, undocumented immigrants would feel like they don't want to fill out the census. Yes, but the vast majority of people in the United States are not undocumented immigrants. So even if those folks don't fill it out, everybody else should fill out, right? And so we want everybody to fill it out. But, you know, certainly, um, and, and people should be very clear, it's a lockbox. There's no penalties to it. The police can't find it. IRS can't find it. You know, mm-hmm. nobody finds individual information, just aggregate information, statistical information about who lives where, how much income they have, what their racial origins are, that kind of that, that kind of uh, data. Um, but right. everybody else should understand and not be afraid, and they should fill out the census right away because it has impact on billions of dollars that comes into our community, has impacts on uh, representation, people, you know, districts like mine, city council districts, congressional districts are all decided on this, and schools. Right. Mm-hmm. And even daycare facilities, right? I, I was reading Correct. about how uh, one county did not fill out enough about how many kids were there, and so then they don't get enough dollars for daycare and uh, after-school activities and things like that for kids in the community. That's 100% right. You know, almost every single uh, agency on the federal, state, and city level, they're decided based on the statistical information. And believe it or not, even private companies use the U.S. Uh, census data to make decisions about, you know, where they're going to put, um, you know, stores, warehouses, you know, and, and such. Uh, so who gets who gets this data? Because you just said private companies get this data. So who else gets this data? Because I think that's that was, you know, my concern. You know, who gets this data? Yeah, you, but, you said the IRS doesn't get it. You said ICE doesn't get it. But you're saying big companies, private companies do get it. Yeah. Envy, let me go back to the point that it is aggregate data they get, not individual data. So no individual data about you or Angela, myself, Charlemagne, none of that information individually comes out. Only thing you can get is aggregate data about mm-hmm. New York State, New York City, Brooklyn, gotcha. um, a particular census tract, right? But anybody mm-hmm. can access it. You can actually, even now, you can go online. Um, the library has it, the U.S. Um, US Census Bureau. You can reach out to them and you can get data. Um, in my other job, outside of being a senator, I'm also a college professor. And I've taught at Brooklyn College at University of Albany. And I've actually pulled census data 
for some of the the graphic work that I was doing at, at one point. So anybody right. can can pull that information and use it at any time. Now, some Let people believe that there's a question about citizenship on the census. Now, let's dispel. I want to talk about that because is there or was there ever a question about whether or not you're a citizen? And is that on there this year? There is no question about citizenship on the U.S. census this year. There was initially uh, it was talked about. It went to court. Um, it never went went on the form. There is no question about citizenship on the U.S. census form. Question. If I lie about being white, will the money get there faster to the neighborhoods? I, I, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> um, but, but we should probably make it as uh, accurate. We want really accurate information. And one of the things that we should let people know is that they're counting not just the person who filled out the form. So for one household, there's eight people in the, in the household. You don't need to fill out eight forms. One form that counts every right. single person is is important. And you don't have to again worry about whether one of the people is. Uh, documented or not, you don't have to worry about like your grandmother's living with you. You don't have to worry about, you know, if you have people there who you think shouldn't be there. Count those people. The more people we count, the more representation we get, the more resources we get in our community, and the more money our community is eligible for. You can fill this out online now, right? Just so people know. And the deadline is August 14th. They've extended it? Yes. You can fill it out online at uh, www.2020census.gov That's 2020census gov to yesterday was census day and we really are just trying to get as many people um to do it online you can also do it by phone and right. so you know people can can and, and then um you can even do it by paper but it's going to take uh you know a while there probably won't be people coming around as early as there were before but if you call 844-330-2020 you can do it by phone again that number is 844 844- Three three zero twenty twenty, and that's the, the number to fill out the census on the phone. Now we already know a lot of white people are losing their mind because by the year two thousand forty, it says that they're going to be the the minority, right? So do you think if a lot of us just lie and say we're white, and they think that they're still the majority, and it'll show the projections, it'll, the projections will show that they'll still be the majority in the future, they'll stop bugging out now. You think? My goodness. Yo, yo, um. Solomon, you gonna put something in my commissary because you're trying to get me to, <laughs> <laughs> to create fraud on, on a U.S. government form. My goodness, just fill out the the, the, the information as accurately, accurately, as possible. <laughs> oh, it's possible. So whatever, okay, it, whatever is happening in your home, accurately fill out that information and send it in. Well, thank and, you, and, Senator. And money, resources, and those things don't get allocated any faster whether it's black communities uh, or, or white communities. What does now, what if what you if were I'm, born white like Rachel Dolezal, but you identify as black? Come on, guys. <laughs> now, now it, it, there's some very specific, uh, and I've already filled out my census form, there's some very specific guidelines on the, on the racial question. They actually really get deep in terms of giving you some options. So I'm sure there's, there's something that fits your particular category. Um, but people should be as accurate as they can be on these forms. Senator, thank you. Thank you, Senator Kevin Parker. We really appreciate you always. Yes, sir. Peace, Kevin. Take care. All right. Thank you. Be safe. All right. Thank you so much. Now, when we come back, we got room machine. What are we talking about? Yes, and let's talk about Chuck D versus Flavor Flav. The two of them had some very public issues. They allegedly split. Well, now they're saying the whole thing was a hoax. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Nick Cannon. This is the rumor report with Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. So Nick Cannon has released the trailer for Strong Enemies: The Untold Case of Dr. Sebi. It's a documentary that he uh, had worked worked on after Nipsey Hussle had been working on it for all those years, and Nipsey had actually talked about it on the Breakfast Club back in February of 2018. And here's what that trailer looks like. Imagine this. Imagine this. Anybody in this room, if I could say. Hey, Somebody cured AIDS. I'll be like, yeah, right. Right. Man, it ain't been 24 hours. We got to pick up the baton and run it across the world. Look at all these tweets. We watch over protect Nick if he's going to take over when Nipsey left off. He offered cures for incurable diseases. He offered hope and life to those about to die. What they will do with AIDS is the same thing they do with everything else. They will figure out a way for you to live with Salute to Nick Cannon, man. Drop on the clues bonds for Nick Cannon. Uh, I feel like he did it right with the trailer. He got my man, Mr. G, who has like two years of footage on Sebi. Nick actually went to Honduras. I like the casting of Dr. Umar and Tariq Nasheed as talking heads because nobody talks about conspiracies like those two. I respect it. Say what you want about Nick Cannon, but he is absolutely for the culture. Nothing whitewashed about him. He may be a whack rapper, but that has nothing to do with uh, who and what that brother is and what he stands for. Nothing but respect for Nick Cannon. Yeah, I love the fact he did that. Now, another thing there's a lot of conspiracy theories about, of course, as we've been discussing, is Tiger King. And O.J. Simpson is now weighing in on whether or not Carol Baskin murdered her husband and got away with it. He actually spoke to TMZ, and this is ironic. The show is crazy. One thing I will say, there's not a shred of doubt in my mind that that lady's husband is uh, Tiger Shushimi right now. I'm just saying. I'm going to tell you something, man. I hear stuff what? like that, and I think to myself, OJ really makes me feel like he may not have did it. Like, OJ <laughs> may not have killed Nicole and Ron Brown. He wrote a whole book about what if he would have did it. Would a person if who did it really write a book that, like that? <laughs> that's hypothetical. Like, he, he's either really right. convincing or a sociopath. Like, for OJ to comment on somebody else possibly killing someone, that's like R. Kelly calling somebody else a pedophile. Or Harvey yeah, Weinstein telling... What you mean? Okay. Huh? I said, where are they finding OJ? Like, where did they find OJ to get that clip? Like, where's OJ <laughs> walking around right now? That's like Harvey Weinstein telling somebody they're abusing their power. Or Donald Trump golf. calling somebody else an idiot. You're playing golf. Uh, OJ Simpson was playing golf, by the way, when they wow. did this. What the hell? All right. Now, Joe Exotic's wow. ex-producer that you all saw on the docuseries, Rick, also was on TMZ Live. And he also said the only thing that was not accurate was the fact that they did not even show just the tip of the iceberg as far as to how crazy exotic Joe Exotic really was. Listen to this. This documentary is so accurate, it's frightening. If anything, the documentary doesn't go far enough to show how crazy Joe was. This poor old woman drove in with a horse trailer and drove into the back where our TV studio was, and Joe said, Rick, get your camera, get your camera, come record this. And the lady was crying. She had a horse in this trailer that was so old she couldn't take care of it. And she said, Joe, can you take care of this horse for me? And he said, oh, of course, we will. Just un unhitch the trailer, we'll bring it back to you tomorrow, and I'll give him a nice pasture to run in. By the time she got to the exit of the zoo, he walked right up to that horse trailer, pulled out his revolver, shot the horse in the head, then cut it up and fed it to the tigers. Wow. Joe had sex with that tiger, yo. <laughs> 
That's it. I don't care what y'all say. Joe had his penis in a box of Frosted Flakes. Can I say that? Can I say penis in a box of Frosted Flakes? No. No, you can't put penis in anything, Charlemagne. I don't believe that. So somebody got to prove. You got to find me to prove that. In on airs. <laughs> this guy's crazy. So I can't. Russia, I can't. <laughs> they're also planning on doing a dramatized version of the whole Tiger King series. So there's going to be some Hollywood dramatization of it all. I want to talk to the tiger, man. I want to hear what the tiger seen. The tiger done seen some things. Oh, my goodness. All right. Now, while we're in quarantine, you know, a lot of artists are doing live performances. Well, Trina did her Billboard Live at home concert. And here's what she had to say about new music. Blue Lee want to know when you're putting out that seventh album. The seventh album. Wow. I, I can actually put out the seventh album because I actually recorded the seventh album. Shout out to Hitmaker. I got a lot of records that, yeah, the seventh album is almost done or basically done. Salute to Trina. I love Trina, man. That's my girl. Trina's good people. Mm-hmm. She's a legend. I don't know if she gets her flowers the way she should, but she's a whole legend out here in these streets. Well, here is single again as she performed live from her backyard. Hey, you know who else performing live today? Who's that? Well, I'm, I'm old school now. I'm 41 years old, so you know this 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 means something to me because you know my top two favorite record labels of all time are Rockefeller and Uptown Records. Teddy Riley is doing an in-home performance tonight really? with Black Street, yes, with Black Street and some very special guests at 9 p.m. on TeddyRileyLive.com. 9 yes. p.m. Okay, so after quarantine, they just they gonna they gonna put on the show. I don't know how they're doing it. It's called. It's titled Teddy's House, and it's an in-home performance with Black Street and some very okay. special guests. And, you know, I don't know why he's not doing it on Instagram Live like everybody else, but who am I to tell Teddy Riley what to do? So I will be on TeddyRileyLive.com tonight watching this in-home performance. I'm excited All right, that. well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, uh, when we come back, we got the People's Choice Mix. Get your request in right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne Tha Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout to Pastor John Gray for joining us today. Man, salute to the good brother, Pastor John Gray, man. I got nothing but love for Pastor John Gray. That's one of my uh, my, my, my spiritual spiritual go-tos, you know. Mm-hmm. I love Pastor John Gray. Pastor John Gray, Bishop T.D. Jakes, Stephen Furtick, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan, Pastor Carl Lynch, man. Great anointed brothers, Pastor A.R. Bernard. Salute to all of them brothers, man. Because we really need to be leaning on, you know, our, our, our people of the cloth at a time like this. Because some of this is out of the realm of our own understanding. And if you believe in, in, in God, you have to take the so-called good with the so-called bad. So you really got to lean on our brothers and in, in, in that, that, that share the word at a time like this. Yeah. Now, you know, I, let me ask a question, though, right? When you talk about essential workers, right? Mm-hmm. Is the barber an essential worker, bro? He no. should be. And if you but saw I'm my hair right, right now, now, I need to cut my hair. Like I, I, I just need yeah, a I am quick patting, line. I am patting my head like goddamn. Uh, ring the alarm is playing, bro. That patchy but weave, ladies' part. You already haven't been cutting your hair, Envy. Yeah, I know, but like you know, I can't line it up the right way, so it looks mad furry, scuffy. It starts to to itch a little bit. It's like Envy got a ponytail. I almost got a ponytail. Yeah, and you know what I was thinking. 
First of all, mm-hmm. salute to Ty and salute to, you know, Johnny and Ock and everybody at the, uh, at the, the shop. shop. Yep. But barbers can wear gloves and barbers Correct. can wear masks and Correct. they sanitize everything. Correct. I'm willing to take the risk the way my hair looks. <laughs> you willing to take the risk? I'm willing to take the goddamn <laughs> risk, man, because I haven't had hair in a long time and I got the little fading in the front. Like, oh, my God, I, 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 I got to get a baldy. I can't do yeah, this. Yeah, we could we could tell because we have a Zoom and you're the only one that's not on the Zoom right now. So we figured it's because you need a haircut, bro. Oh no, it's also because I'm old and don't know how to work Zoom uh, and and be on <laughs> and be on my laptop typing at the same time. I could do one or one or the other, my but I'll figure it All out. Right. When we come back, we got the positive note. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, um, what's today? Wednesday, Thursday, what's today? Thursday. 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 Yeah, Thursday. What do I do on Thursday? What am I doing with the kids today? Oh, th- tonight is game night. Zenga, Monopoly. Yeah, and I'll take them outside. It's supposed to be 60 degrees today, close to 60. I'm going to take them outside and ride their bikes for a little bit, get a little sun. What you guys doing today, if anything? Man, I'm tired. I need a nap because I couldn't sleep last night. I don't know if I, I don't know why, but I was up all night. First thing I'm going to do is take a nap and then, um, cooking. I've been cooking so much at home now, which I normally don't get a chance to do. I am grateful for that. So mm-hmm. I've been making all kinds of different vegetarian dishes because I'm trying to be a full-fledged vegetarian. Before I was eating chicken twice a week, then I cut it down to once a week. So hopefully by the time this is over, I'll be a vegetarian. I had a hectic day yesterday, though. I'm not going to lie. Yesterday was back-to-backs and it's so weird because I'm like, damn, how I got back-to-backs at the house? Because you start off doing the breakfast club and I went and did my podcast and then I had the uh, virtual summit with Essence, you know what I mean? Salute to the homie Charlie Penn, Charlie Penn. Uh, me and her did a virtual summit with Essence yesterday. And then I did mm-hmm. my podcast with, with Angela Rye. And it's just like, I just kept feeling, and then I had a, like a couple Zoom calls in between that. I just felt like I was having back to back to back to back to back. And then today I'm like, I know I got something to do today, but I don't know what it is. And truth be told, I don't think I have to do anything. No, Isn't that weird? Yeah. I think I got something, but I don't think I do. It's so weird. I'm sure that somebody will call me and tell me that, hey, you're supposed to be on this call at whatever time, but whatever. Mm-hmm. It is All what right. it is. Well, leave us on a positive note. Listen, man, uh, I was reading this in one of my daily affirmation books. Uh, I have a daily affirmation book called Your Best Life Begins Each Morning. Um, it's by Joel Osteen. I know a lot of people don't like Joel Osteen, but I'm the type of person that I like messages. Uh, I don't really get caught up into who the messenger is. Um, and he said, when times get tough as they often do or things don't go your way as they sometimes don't, keep on believing in God. When discouragements come or when people tell you that your dreams are never going to come to pass, boldly remind yourself that God is opening doors of opportunity for you. Okay? I want you to remember that today, people. Blessings. Breakfast club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done?